What is up, nerd geeks and gamers alike? It's your boy, Nerdy Nick, back with another episode of the N Squared Podcast. Before we get started today, I just want to say thank you for dealing with all of the, uh, we'll say, inconsistent episodes and uh, time lapses between, you know, getting ready for the holidays, uh, maybe getting ready for a marriage, a wedding, and all of that fun stuff, so... Sorry to leave you guys hanging and being inconsistent. The ship has been righted. Without further ado, let's get into it. All right, so let's see if I can do this right this time. So, welcome back to the N Squared Podcast. Today's episode is kind of a special one because it's just me by myself. Uh, there's been some crazy wild ass cold slash flu going around. Uh, I'm recording on 12-1-2022. Also, happy Christmas month. Happy December. Glad to have you here. So anyways, uh, we were going to record last weekend, but Josh just was not feeling good. You know, fever and all that shit. And Evelyn, our, our daughter, was not feeling well. Brittany got sick. Even I'm I'm a healthy knock on wood, you know, it's a take, what does a uh, Hulk Hogan say? Say your prayers and eat your vitamins, brother. Yeah. So it's just me today. I have the day off. Um, and I figured, you know what? I normally post normally, normally that's objective, but normally post, vi- uh, not videos. God dang it. I can't, I'm already failing. Episodes over. <laughs> no, I normally post a new episode every Thursday, so I figure I'll record today and then post later. Um, but yeah, so it's just me, and I'm going to try to see if I can carry an episode by myself. It's kind of a little funny just, you know, shooting the shit to my own voice, but, you know, it is what it is. So as I take a sip of beer here, let's get into it. So normally, this is the part where Josh and I go, so what's up? So I'll tell you what's up, listener. A um, little bit of news here. Um, it's kind of a big deal. I got married. That's right. Brittany and I. Brittany the Babe Castro. That's it. It's official. I know you're going to hear this, babe. That is your um, That is your name now. Brittany the Babe Castro. It is it. I'm going to make it official. Official. Right here, right now. So anyways, got married on November 18th, 2022. It was a spectacular time. It was great. It could it was like everything I could have imagined it would be and then some more. Um it was a really beautiful. The venue was amazing. Um our guests, there was like no drama at all. Tons of booze was drank, tons of food was ate. The cake was good. And uh, empanadas were kick-ass from Wild West Caneseria down the road off of River and First in Tucson, Arizona. So if you need some meats, hit up Wild West. They got you. They got you covered. Um, I I gotta say this story. So like, I had this big old plan and and, and everything to be a surprise for for the babe, right? So. I got us custom tag team championship belts from uh, trophysmack.com. And it's just a plug to them. We're not sponsored or anything. But um, yeah, really nice, legit 
expensive, heavy tag team championship belts made. Um, the the main plate and, um, is the same on both belts. You know, they have the top two banners and the bottom two banners across. They say, you know, tag team champs, Nick and Britt on the top. And then on the bottom, they say November 18th, 2022, ready to rumble. But the side plates are a little bit customized, excuse me, um, or personalized, rather. So on Brittany's, on the right side, it um, on the right side plate, it's got a heart. And it says, uh, here comes the sun, because that's our song. It's our, you know, it's our, it's our thing, man. It's our jam. And then on the left, it's got a crown with the number one on it. And it says, um, queen of the castle, right hand to the throne and mine let me see here i have them right in front of me actually on the left hand um side plate it's got a dude you know lifting weights over his head on a barbell it says stronger together and then i because we're christian and i put ephesians 5 25 through 29 on there it's a sweet bible reference and then on the other side it's got like a fist coming through like a crack um it was like concrete wall and it says um always ready to fight for our love oh yeah and then the the, the image on the center the main plate uh it's a wrestling ring with some cool decor around it but yeah so right back to the story let me take a sip here ah yeah so our officiant was our good friend jesse um, part of our like little group of, of friends, we just called a group. Um, he was our officiant. I had met with him and told him, listen, after you pronounce this man and wife and kiss the bride, you know, and all that stuff, I want you to say, and new tag team champs for life, Nick and Brett. Right. So that happened. And as that happened, my best man, Josh, best friend, Josh, and Renee, which is the maid of honor, both had these black sacks behind them. They pull the belts out and hold them over. As they do that, the rest of the bridal party and the groomsmen have these like fucking 20 inch confetti poppers. They twist them. They go boom and they fucking throw gold confetti everywhere. It was like pyro. It was just awesome. And then Wild Thing, uh, John Moxley's theme song started playing at the same time. So it was just like the perfect like fucking wrestling entrance surprise. The look on Britney's face when everything happened was amazing. The The crowd reaction was great. We got a big pop. Um, but yeah, like Britt and I are both obviously like big pro wrestling fans. And I thought what better way to kick off our marriage than being tag team champs and make it legit. So we got our belts over our shoulders. We walked down the aisle, did our thing, you know, little poses here and there while wild thing was playing, you know, wild thing. You make my heart sing. Yeah, it was just, it was great. You know, um, a lot of uh, Brit's uh, dad's side of the family are pro wrestling fans as well. I heard um, my new Uncle Gary go like, oh, that's Mox's song. Like as soon as it came on and that was great. You know, uh, I threw up the two sweet, you know, the hand sign, you know, NWO for life, baby. I actually wore my NWO shirt to the venue um, when we were 
uh, showing up to, you know, change and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, the wedding was just, it was great. You know, Evelyn was so beautiful as the flower girl. She got her hair done and makeup professionally done, you know, with the, the rest of the girls in the hotel room the morning of. And Evelyn and I did this uh, um, first look picture where she was standing behind a bookcase and I was on the other side of it. And she comes around and our photographer, uh, my cousin Kelly, uh, look up Kelly Felix photography if you're looking for a photographer in Tucson. Um, she just captured the moment of Evelyn coming around the corner and I immediately started you know, bawling just because of how beautiful she was. And Evelyn was like, dad, why are you crying? I'm like, you're just so freaking beautiful. I can't stand it. It was great. You know, it was, it was really sweet. We hugged and we did, um, uh, father daughter dance to our song. Um, when we were doing like all the first dances, um, we did walk the line or no, I'm sorry. It was a ring of fire by, um, Johnny cash. And we just, we, we had a little bit of a, of a performance uh, practiced, you know, where like I would, you know, spin and dip her and stuff like that at certain parts of the song, which, you know, she knew um, it was just really special. Uh, Britt had two uh, father dances, daughter and father dances with her dad, Ray and um, stepdad, Ernie. And then I had the, the dance with my mom. Um, I danced uh, with my mom to Simple Man by, um, it's a cover, it it was done by Shinedown, I love their cover, the rock version of it is just like the best, Um, and I always said I wanted to, you know, get married to that song, and I want to get buried to that song, Uh, Simple Man, if you don't know that song, you can either look up the original from Leonard Skinner or the Shinedown one, which I highly recommend, Uh, I feel like those words in that song really just encompass everything about me and my journey in life and who I am, you know? Um, yeah, it was just, it was great. You know, it was great. We, uh, got to see smash JT, uh, Jeff, the man himself, him and his family came down from San Diego to, uh, celebrate with us. Um, you know, I invited some other, uh, YouTuber friends, but unfortunately couldn't make it, you know, John Riggs, which totally understandable. Like when I heard the price of the flight and everything, I was like, no, no, you stay home that's fine totally understand it uh reggie unfortunately radical reggie you know uh, unfortunately couldn't make it um but yeah it was a good time all around so much fun danced my ass off and we ended the night like everyone else had kind of like left you know towards the end and, and everything was wee hours and you know everything was winding down but our group of friends were still there right you know all of our close friends. Oops. I forgot to put my phone on vibrate. Um, (laughs) my group, all of our group of friends, right. We're, we're still there. And the last song the DJ played was the theme song to friends. And it was just perfect. It was perfect. We were all just in in our, in our circle dancing and celebrating and singing the song to each other out loud. You know, it was, it was motherfucking movie picture perfect. It just was. And I'm I'm getting teary-eyed right now just thinking about how special all of that was. Um, but then, you know, of course, um, 
the next day. I, I don't want to just gloss over my wedding. I'm I'm trying to do that because I'm getting emotional <laughs> thinking about it and getting all fucking teary-eyed and shit. And that's that that doesn't really translate well over the mic, but either way, it was an amazing time. Thank you to all the guests who were there and all of our family, friends, and everybody, everything and everyone in between. It was great. It was a great time. And I'm so happy that I got to marry not only the most beautiful woman in the world, not only the most voluptuous woman in the world. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) But my best friend, my tag team partner, my co-tag team champ for life, Brittany Castro. Uh, Anyways, moving on, right? Moving on. Uh, The next day was AEW Full Gear. But more on that in a moment. And back from the little quick break there. So, as I was saying, November 18th, big wedding day. November 19th, big AEW day. So November 19th, the next day after our wedding, was AEW Full Gear. Uh, I mean, I I couldn't imagine a better weekend to get married, in all honesty. It's just a weekend full of fun. A weekend full of kick-assery. New tag team champs. And fucking AEW pay-per-view. We got our belts. It was a great time. It was a great time. So I just kind of want to run over the, the the pay-per-view card and all that stuff. So we went up to to Phoenix where a lot of um, Brittany's out-of-town family from like Philly and, uh, and whatnot uh, stayed uh, at her dad's, you know. Ugh, excuse me. It's not a podcast without a burp, right? So we drove up there um, on Saturday, the day after our wedding, and we all watched AEW uh, Full Gear. For the most part, I mean, some people were arguing over how to fix a toilet when I could have just, you know, done it because, hey, I've only been doing maintenance, you know, for like the better half of a decade. Um, But yeah, anyways, so we had the best friends um, go at it against the factory and obviously the best friends won. But more interestingly enough, Danhausen revealed an evil side to his gimmick. Might I say even sinister side of himself face paint totally different same but different if you catch my drift comes out with a giant fucking spike like nail spike railroad nail i don't know what you would call it rip yeah um and you know the jar of teeth and all that stuff and let's just say he wasn't very nice but he was very evil and he got them the win i believe from what i remember let's see And then we got, oh, right, right, right. We had the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament semifinals with Ricky Starks versus Brian Cage. So Ricky Starks on Friday faced uh, Lance Archer. Was badly injured from Lance Archer, I think the week before that. Then fought Lance Archer on Rampage on the 18th. And then had to go up against Brian Cage. This guy went from very 
big task to very big task. And if you look at Ricky Starks, you're like, come on, really? Pipsqueak? But he pulled it out. He pulled out a win. So he moved on to the um, AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Finals. Geez, that is like so much to say. And then we had Eddie Kingston up against Jun Akiyama. Legendary Japanese wrestler. And Eddie won. They lost, I think it was on Rampage. Like, yeah, they, him and Ortiz um, lost on Rampage. Eddie picked up the singles match on Saturday. Then we open up the proper pay-per-view card because that was, you know, like the zero hour. So we open up the proper card with Jungle Boy. Wait, how does, let me, let me try to do my best JR. Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. No, it's not going to work. Fuck it. <laughs> Jungle Boy, Jack Perry versus Luchasaurus in a steel cage match, which the, I guess the rules were a little bit different. Like this wasn't like a, a match where if you escape, uh, you win. Like that didn't matter in, in any of this. And of course, you know, you'd fucking Christian Cage ringside causing a, a you know, a mess and whatever. But I, I, he got ejected uh, from ringside. This match was fucking nuts. And holy shit was Jungle Boy bleeding his fucking brains out. It was it was almost everything you thought it would be. But maybe a little different. Because I whenever I see Luchasaurus and jungle boy get into it with each other you always see luchasaurus coming out the top on top but this time jungle boy jack perry proved to be the better man or boy or human well i mean luchasaurus is a dinosaur so he's on the top of the food chain jungle boy jack perry is so yeah he came out with a win yeah, submitted fucking Luchasaurus. It was wild. And then next up. Oh, oh, oh. We had Death Triangle versus the Elite for the AEW Trios Championship. Taking a sip of beer here. That match was fucking insane. And, spoiler alert, in case you've been under a rock for the last, like, couple of weeks, um, Death Triangle won. They won via cheating, of course, you know, that fucking stupid ring hammer. But, they won. Which, by doing so, turned this whole match into a best of seven series and whoever is victorious in that series will be crowned the new or remaining or whatever you catch my drift um trios tag team champs so if we fast forward a little bit to current day 12 1 2022 the series is as follows death triangle to up to 
which is, is pretty insane to me, but I get it. And the elite are up one. So it's two to one right now. We've got a few more, few more matches. I think that it match seven leads into January if necessary. So we'll see. They're taking next week off from the series and then they'll return the following week at winter is coming, which I mean, it, there are no words for me to describe just how insane and hard hitting and flippy doodah shit this match was. And I feel really bad because the next match was Jade Cargill versus Nyla Rose. It, I mean, I, it, I feel like after any Young Bucks or Elite or Kenny Omega match in a pay-per-view, the, the, the following match is like, it's a, the crowd is always going to die down. It sucks to have to go after them on a pay-per-view because they always go fucking balls to the walls insane. This match was okay. Jade Cargill won, got her belt back. Nyla Rose was defeated. We move on. It was the four-way match for the Ring of Honor World Championship between Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, and Sammy Guevara. Well, Le Champion, the Ocho, won. This match was also pretty damn good. And you even got some story seated in with Sammy Guevara going after Chris Jericho. Which, I mean, why the fuck not wouldn't he? Because it's up for grabs. And I get it, right? You think back to, oh, fuck, what was it? Like 1997, 1998, when Kevin Nash was like WCW champion. And he just laid down for Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Maybe uh, Le Champion was thinking Sammy would do the same, but he didn't. And it was really interesting to see uh, both of them go at it. But yeah, Chris Jericho has retained and defended the Ring of Honor World Championship. Taking a sip here. I, the only reason I'm saying I'm taking a sip is so you guys don't think I'm just like, Making weird, awkward pauses. But maybe that would make it more interesting. Hmm. Good to know. Alright. Anyways. Moving on. We had Soraya versus Dr. Britt Baker. D-M-D. The role model. Too bad they weren't in Britsburg because she got her ass kicked. That's right. Soraya won. It was just for a singles match. Um... I thought it was okay. I'm just going to say that. It was okay. Britt Baker looked great. She always does. Like this, for being as fresh in pro wrestling as she is, you wouldn't be able to know that she's like not that seasoned of a pro wrestler. I, I think she's probably my favorite female pro wrestler on the planet right now. She's always great. Always a uh, good one to watch. I do get tired of her cronies, you know, but ringside every now and then, you know, but I get it. Um, Soraya, to no fault of her own, was rusty. And it was visible. And it was, I think, expected. You know, like, 
she was told she could never wrestle again with all of her injury, you know, like, and then to come to AEW like seven years later or however long it's been and then be cleared and wrestle, of course, like, yeah, your muscle memory will carry you only so far, right? You know, she didn't look like she was in bad shape at all. Like she looked like she had some cardio in her. Um, like physically she looked great, you know, look, she looks way better than she ever did in WWE as far as, um, aesthetically speaking goes, but the fluidity is not there yet, but it was still a good match nonetheless. And if she can put on a good match being so many years removed from the sport and then just plunging back into it, I can't wait to see what, what she's going to do once she shakes off all the ring rust. Oh, this one. Uh, this was a three-way match for the AEW TNT Championship between Samojo, Wardlow, and Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, Samojo won. And I was really pissed off about that. <laughs> I'm a I'm a war dog, baby. I'm like on on the Wardlow fucking hype train. I love the dude. He's like awesome. He's fucking awesome. And by no way, shape, or form, him losing the TNT belt is taking off any momentum from him because the dude is over. He is over. The crowd pops every time he fucking shows up. His music hits. His pyro hits. He is over like Rover. Um, So I'm interested to see where they're going to go from here. Um, he didn't lose outright. I believe Samoa Joe pinned, or no, uh, he submitted Hobbs. So it's it kind of protects Wardlow a little bit, but we'll, we'll just have to see what happens. Then next up we had Sting and Darby Allen versus Jeff Jarrett, Slapnuts, <laughs> and Jay Lethal. This was a no DQ tag team match, and it was, as you would expect, pretty fucking bonkers. Sting out there doing fucking crazy shit, being a crazy old man. Darby, you know, fucking coffin drop city, bitch. Dude, like fucking suicide dive galore. Like this, I really hope that Darby is okay when he's like 40. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the dude's, God, you know, he doesn't have like a whole lot of meat on his fucking uh, structure, his body, you know. So it's like, I hope his bones are all right. <laughs> But yeah, Sting and Darby Allen won. I thought it was pretty fucking rad. I always love watching Sting wrestle. You know, the icon. You know, I think Sting... It's just incredible to see what he's able to do still. And how, like... How he can still motherfucking go at his age. And then next up, we had a singles match for the interim. Well, it's now been... The interim has now been erased because Thunder Rosa has been out with injury um, and she went out with injury as the AEW women's champion. So they crowned Tony Storm, you know, as the interim women's champion. But Thunder Rosa has agreed because she's still out for an indefinite amount of time. So she's like, you know what? 
I will give up the title. I don't want to hold up this division, drop the interim. So they retroactively dropped the interim to when she left due to injury, which I think is awesome. So Tony Storm is now acknowledged as a proper champion um, for the time that she held the title in the belt. Obviously, that being said, Jamie Hayter beat Tony Storm. Wasn't clean. That's what I don't like about it. Wasn't fucking clean. Because I think Jamie Hayter could have won clean any day of the fucking week. And like I said, this is when I get kind of tired of the crony shit. The fucking, um, you know, pests on the side of the ring interfering. But she beat Tony Storm. The one, two, three. And is now your women's AEW champion of the world. Yo, listen. Listen. It's the acclaimed. <laughs> the acclaimed uh, were defending their titles against Swerve in Our Glory. You know, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. For This, this was, you know, the tag team world championships for AEW. The acclaimed won. Fittingly so. And uh, there's some pretty interesting um, storytelling here. Fucking Swerve, you know, trying to cheat and shit. Keith Lee was like, nah, dog, I ain't doing that shit no more. And then um, Swerve smacked the fuck out of Keith Lee. And then Keith Lee, everyone wished he would have fucking just demolished Swerve. But instead he turned around and walked out, left Swerve by himself. Got his ass kicked by the acclaimed on his own. One, two, three. The acclaimed are still your tag team champs. And then lastly, man. This was a long time coming, I think. Um, I would have loved to see the proper story play out the way it was supposed to be. But, um, you know, there's this greedy little fucking um, uh, troll in the pro wrestling industry called uh, CM, CM Punk. Yeah, uh, Phil Brooks. Um, yeah, sad old decrepit man. No, he had to ruin everything for for that. So, yeah. Reference our episode with uh, the fallout from All Out. So this was John Moxley versus MJF for the AEW World Championship. This was MJF's Casino Ladder Poker Chip cash-in match. So, John Moxley will forever and always be the man to hold AEW on his shoulders when it is slipping, when it is falling. When shit hits the fan, Moxley is the man to keep it all fucking steady, on float. I think a lot of AEW fans really need to show a whole fuck ton of gratitude for the shit that that guy has done for this company and in the mess that not only CM Punk fucking did, but I mean, Moxley was our COVID fucking era champ. You know, like, it's crazy. So, first and foremost, thank you, John Moxley. Second of all, MJF won. 
is a long time coming. MJF won. You know what? He's a great fucking heel. He knows... Ex- like, dude, imagine you're a pro wrestler, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Generational talent. Salt of the earth. And you get a, a mic and they say, mic's open. Go say what you want. You have free range to be the biggest asshole in the world right now. Go. Go say whatever whatever you want. Of course you're going to get heat with that fucking liberty. You know, people, and, and this is something I don't necessarily completely understand. I get it, but again, I don't. People say like, oh, MJF on the mic is fucking amazing, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, yeah, but it's, it's also part of his fucking gimmick. The dude goes out there and just rips into you. If you were allowed to do that, you would be called a fucking legend on the mic too. But whatever, I digress. He said some shit on uh, Dynamite last night that was like fucking hilarious. It was also kind of like sad too though because he talked about talked shit on Bruno San Martino in his grave. But uh, anyways, yeah. So MJF is the you know is the champ. Um, buckle up, kiddies, because MJF is going to be your champ for a very, very long 2023. I'll be right back. Alrighty, not to bring the mood down, but I do want to touch on this because it is uh, very near and dear to my heart and something that I think a lot of us, you know, 30-year-olds and maybe a little bit older, maybe a little bit younger, um, have seen growing up is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, you know, on Fox Kids or wherever you saw it. Um, Jason David Frank, who had played Tommy Oliver, the green and eventually white ranger, um, and a few others, I believe, over the years, um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, he, uh, passed away, and, um, he took his own life, I really wish he fucking didn't, and it sucks, uh, he had been going through apparent tough times with uh, his wife, who had filed for divorce, and I guess they were trying to work things out, and ultimately ended up leading to him taking his own life, and that really fucking sucks, because that guy was a ball of fucking positivity to so many people, um, whether it be at conventions or, um, you know online whatever it was like really sucks and it really reminds me a lot of um van gogh like a lot of people appreciated um jason david frank in his life but even more so when he had passed so i just want to say a very quick little something here you know like Rest in peace, man. I know he was Christian, and I know he believed. You know, it sucks that he couldn't find comfort in that, and that he felt it just necessary to take his own life. So I just want to say, rest in peace, Ranger. 
And um, if you are ever feeling like that is your only option, it's not, and you're not alone. And I know I fucking hate it when people say you're not alone because you very much so feel like you are alone, right? But you're not. There are people who are close to you that are willing to listen. And there are complete strangers who are willing to listen. Willing to help. Don't make a permanent decision on a temporary situation. So, again, rest in peace, man. And I believe... That is going to do it for us on this week's episode of the N-Squared Podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe if you're new, and share with your family and friends. You know, I'm sure we cover enough stuff to literally, like, get someone interested. I appreciate it, guys. I hope you all had a really good Thanksgiving, and I hope you are gearing up and getting ready for a wonderful rest of the holiday season. And speaking of such, head on over to premiumeditiongames.com using our affiliate link to shop for some awesome games, game books, and so much more. So head over to premiumeditiongames.com using our affiliate link in the video or I'm sorry, in the podcast description help the channel out help the podcast out it's the old youtuber in me saying channel (laughs) all right guys this has been the n squared podcast we'll catch you next time all right so i'm back and uh let's move on to some movie and entertainment shit a lot has happened since we've recorded last. And um, again, I'm recording on December 1st, 2022. Cocaine Bear is an upcoming film that I cannot wait to see in theaters. Take all my money for this goofy-ass horror monster slasher if you will, very loosely based on a true story from like 1987 or something like that, with Kerry Russell, Ice Cube's son, that one guy from Modern Family, the redhead gay guy, and a slew of other actors. And just give me All the goofy. I think this might be Ray Liotta's like last movie that's ever put in a movie theater because he's in this as well. Story goes, plane was flying over the fucking forest or whatever. They dropped cocaine because I guess they were running from the cops or something. Bear gets into a bag of cocaine, eats it. And stuff. And then goes fucking crazy. There's not much more you need to say when you see the title Cocaine Bear. Oh, this bear's gonna fucking rampage while it's on cocaine. Awesome. Sign me up.
Cannot wait for February. Oh, also in February, I believe it's February 22nd, 2023, AEW Dynamite and Rampage will be in Phoenix, Arizona. I guess you got tickets, baby. Yeah. Brittany, Evelyn, and I will be attending AEW Dynamite and Rampage next year, which is not that far away in Phoenix, and I could not be happier. Tickets went on sale on Black Friday at 10 a.m., and we snagged them up before there were any, like, no more fucking left, because, like, we were on the website for Ticketmaster on both of our phones, and the seats were just, like, disappearing, like, right in front of you. It was fucking crazy. But we got hard cam uh, side tickets, center row, center aisle, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to have a giant fucking N-squared podcast sign. Just <laughs> to hold up. Maybe another sign that says AEW sign me. Um, but yeah. So we'll be doing that. Also, in the news today, and I'll get to the big movie news that happened this week. But today, we got our first teaser trailer for Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Now, coincidentally, I have been re-watching Beast Wars. Um, there's this awesome channel on YouTube that re-resed them up to like 4k and all of that stuff oh god i love that show it was like one of my favorite shows growing up i had all the fucking beast war toys except i didn't have optimus primal or megatron which i don't understand like how do i not have like at least one of the leaders from one of the factions but i had like scorpionok i had fucking cheetor you know fucking all of them you know, I just, I don't understand why I ever had one of them, whatever. Anyways. Um, so that teaser trailer, looks fucking amazing. And it, it's not like a teaser teaser. Like it's not like a 30 second trailer. It's like a two minute and 15 second trailer. And you get to see Optimus Primal. You see Cheetor. Um, I can't remember like the Falcon or, um, Hawk girl. Um, God, what is the name? I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it looks really good. I'm just going to say that. Go check it out on YouTube. It's up. It went up today at like 10 this morning. Um, it comes out June 2023. So that'll be really awesome. Big time summer boom, boom explosion movie. I'm going to go see it. Fuck yeah, I'm going to go see it. Anyways. Let's move on to some big movie news. That I know everyone and their mom has done a reaction video to. That's right. I'm talking about Illumination's Super Mario Bros. movie. They released a actual like decent sized trailer this week and it's fucking fire dude it is amazing you see donkey kong for the first time you see uh princess peach um way more of the toads you see a bunch of yoshis on what i can presume is yoshi island you see the layout for a small part of the mushroom kingdom 
you see uh, Cranky Kong even, you know, presumably on Kong Island or whatever it's called. Donkey Kong Country. There you go. Yeah, Kong Island. What am I fucking thinking of? The goddamn King Kong. Anyways, no, they're probably related. Anyways, uh, you got fucking Mario Kart action in the movie. Like, fucking legit Mario Kart racing on Rainbow fucking Road. Uh, you hear more of Charlie Day as Luigi. Uh, you see Chris Pratt's uh, Mario, you know, like, doing obstacle courses and stuff. Like, basically, like, uh, levels of the games, you know? But in a training montage, so to speak. Um and Chris Pratt's fine, dude. Like, it's fine. It's fine. Let me say it again. Chris Pratt is fine. Because you know what? I don't want to hear. Woohoo! Whoa, 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 whoa. Here we go. I don't want to hear that all fucking movie. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, I get it. Charles Martinet is a professional voice actor. He can dial it down. He can tone it back. This and that. Whatever. Fine. Cool. But still. I want my Mario, if he's going to be from Brooklyn, to sound like he's from Brooklyn. Chris Pratt at the very end of the trailer, when Mario is drifting in his cart, his racing cart, you know, you hear him go, wahoo! And it was totally fine. It's totally fine. But I don't need to hear. Let's go. All fucking movie. People just need to go outside and touch some grass. Get a girlfriend. Grab her boob. You know, like fucking lift a weight. Play a fucking first person shooter. Get an energy drink. Do something. Like stop fucking complaining. God. Miyamoto was part of the reason why they cast Chris Pratt. He is the fucking creator of Super Mario. He got his stamp of approval. So shut the fuck up. Stop complaining. You're all just complaining because Chris Pratt's a straight white man who's Christian. That's it. That's probably it. <laughs> God. And then you got fucking, um, I don't even remember his name. The dude who played Luigi in the fucking live action Super Mario movie, John Leguizamo, there we go, um, complaining that the cast isn't diverse enough for the Super Mario movie. And, you know, I'm like, bro, you're, you were Puerto Rican playing an Italian. Like, who are you to talk about? offensive casting and stuff like like dude shut the fuck up <laughs> but whatever i think the movie looks really good illuminations uh animation quality is fucking superb they dialed it up to a hundred um for this one the the environments the colors fucking everything looks great um this will be a uh day one go to the movies and see it movie very excited to see it. All right, we'll take a quick break and come back and finish up this fucking podcast. <laughs> 